This is Larry Turner Shelley from Friday the 1343. You're listening to the Don't Go Out There podcast. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin. And they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. I just want to thank all our fans and listeners. I really appreciate all support. You guys are awesome. Super excited for this interview. We are joined today by another legend of the business. Most known for his role as Shelley in Friday the 13th Part 3. The man himself, responsible for giving Jason his iconic hockey mask for the first time. He has also had roles in Death House and the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson, and now runs his own successful law firm, Mr. Larry Zerner. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Hal. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes, sir. We're super excited. Uh, right off the bat, Mr. Zerner, I know you've told the story a ton of times, but can you tell our audience what got you into acting and how you landed the role of Shelley? Uh, okay, well, I was a uh, struggling actor here in L.A. and um, studying uh, acting in college. And um, I had a job uh, handing out uh, movie tickets, screenings, um, uh, something that we do in L.A., right? And I, I was in Westwood on a Saturday night um, uh, handing out tickets to a a movie known a heard of called The Road Warrior, starring Mel Gibson, someone no one had ever heard of. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, trying to give out these tickets that no one wanted. And these uh, two people came up to me and said, uh, are you an actor? And I thought maybe they had seen my great work as Roger in Greece at Fairfax High School. Um, <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm an actor. And they said, well, we wrote this movie, and we think you'd be perfect for it. And, and I was like, what, what movie? And they're like, Friday the 13th Part 3. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and those were the writers of the movie. And um, they, uh, I gave them, I had an agent. I gave them my agent's information. And uh, that was Saturday night. And Tuesday, I got a call. I come in and audition. And the rest is history. <laughs> so uh i actually read where since that this was 3d and all of you know and that was all new technology then i mean there were some issues on set sometimes uh can you speak to that i mean was it disruptive at all to the shoot i'm sure you had some stories about it being a problem it was a very challenging shoot i not i mean for me as an actor we just we were just doing a lot of waiting they were really making it stuff as as it went along, this was a new 3D. We were one of the first uh, 3D where it wasn't red blue like in the right. 50s. It was the clear 3D. So um, they were really they. So we shot. I remember the first day we shot. We shot the scene at the store or outside the store, and they trashed it and shut down for a week and figured it out. And then we came back a week later and redid it and. Just everything took forever. Uh, every setup took a few hours to do. So we we do a scene, or not even a scene. You know, the, you do a master, and then you 
sit around for two hours while they set up the you know the close up or the other the reverse angle. It took a long time. It was it was very slow. Right. But that was fun. I mean, I you know normally they these films shoot you know they had done in a month and it took really like three months to film. Oh wow! And so um, you know, speaking of the technical aspect, I also read that the sh- the the movie was shot. You know, in, in in pretty much chronological order for the most part, and that that doesn't really happen. You know, in movies, very rarely it does. Anyway, do do you have? Can you speak to that? Does that help you as an actor to kind of go in order, or or does it really matter? Yeah, no, it did help. It was it was it was it was great to be able to to just take it as it went. I mean, we as I said, we did the store scene first, but after that, we really went in order. From beginning to end, I, it was always exactly in order. Uh, now, partly that's you know you're, you, you're doing your days and then your nights, and so that's one reason you're doing that. And because of the uh, we were it was once we were so we were only we we're on location for that store that you know it's a real store that you can go to, um, and that uh, the scene where we pick up Vera uh, in the van. Um, that was the, that, so that was the second thing we shot, and then the number once we got to the location, everything else was there. The, the cabin's there, the barn is there, everything is there, and so you could just you could do that. You could be in order because you're you're not you don't have to go anywhere, and you're just on in the place, and, and that made it very helpful. For example, you know, it's my first movie, so that made it uh, much easier. Absolutely. And one more question about Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your death scene? I mean, well, you're, I mean, I guess death scene, you're stumbling into the house, which I'm sure stinks. You didn't really get to share any scenes or, or work with Richard, but can you talk about maybe the makeup process for that death scene or anything else you'd like to speak about? It was really fun. Uh, you know, that's, it's like a dream to have the, to do, I mean, yeah, I didn't get the, you know, the, the shot where he flies with my throat, but. I got to put on the makeup, so they, they put on an appliance, um, uh, uh, and uh, so there's the, the appliance where it's the, the cut neck, right, like the inside, right. you put it on your neck, and then they put a piece on above that that looks like the skin, uh, of, you know, with the, with the slit in it, and then they, they also ran balloons, long balloons, uh, you know, like you use to make balloon animals. Um, and um, they ran those down my back, around, you know, around outside of the down my back, and then put blood in there. And they had, they were going to do a thing where, like, they shot blood out to a right. me, but it just didn't, they just thought it didn't work. So, we, they, were, so like, they were, like, like as in, in the shot, they are like, somebody is, like, squeezing a blood thing, you know, letting blood flow out of my neck as it's going. So, I remember at the end of the day, I like the blood would just come on my neck and I just run down, and I, I was just drenched in blood. Fun, <laughs> you know. That's right. much fun acting to, to, to have those days where you're drenched in blood. Right, yeah. I would love to do that. Was was your makeup process like a few hours long in the chair, or I mean, was it pretty pretty quick? It was like two hours in the chair for, okay. for that shot. Yeah, we we did that all one day, so was, that was it. That was the only. Right. Real time in the chair for me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's not too bad. Uh, I, I just have to comment one thing before I move on. Uh, 
the, the Jason's first death after he gets the hockey mask where he shoots the the woman in the eye with the harpoon gun has to be one of the funniest scenes in Friday the Thirteenth history to me. Shoots her, <laughs> drops the gun, and just walks away. So lacks a days away. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't see that as really funny, but okay. <laughs> no, I just mean how lackadaisical Jason Voorhees is. He just shoots her, then just kind of briskly <laughs> walks away from it. It's like, matter of fact, okay, done. Bro, uh, I don't mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I did what yeah. I did. Yeah, her dying wasn't funny. But just his his body, body language afterwards was... Um, so shifting gears a little bit, you got to work on Friday the 13th, the video game as Shelly. We had Kane on and even Tom Matthews, and they briefly got to tell us about their different experiences doing that. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that experience, how it came to pass? And you missed out on working with Richard, but did you get to work with Kane any doing any uh, motion capture? Uh, well, unfortunately, I didn't do any of the motion capture. The motion capture was all the same. So they, Kane did the Jason, and one and there was just one person who did the motion capture for all the men, and then someone did all the women. So all the people work, look, move the same. I got to do the voice. So me and Tom are the only actors from the film who got to do our own voices, which was very special. And I'm really happy that uh, when they called me, I met the guys at Gun uh, a, a few years before at the uh, E3, which is the entertainment expo where they do video games. and. I met them and, and I was keeping track of the game and, and then they said, Well yeah, yeah, we're gonna put you in. I was like, Oh, okay, how much how much how much do I have to pay you? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, No, no, we're gonna pay you and I'm like, Oh my god, sucker <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> so but it was it was fun to come back and do the do the voice again and, and Play Shelly. It was great. That's awesome. Um, can just shifting gears a little bit, you know, can you talk a little bit about your experience working on Death House? Um, I know that there's a obviously there's a lot of horror alum in that movie. Speaking of Kane, there's D. Wallace, Bill Mosley, Tony Todd. Uh, the list just goes on and on. I mean, how how was it shooting that? And was it basically you know a big convention experience with everyone in that cast? Or uh, yeah, it's like it's the Expendables of Horror, right? Everybody. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was so uh, uh, my friend Buzz Wallach uh, was one of the producers, also Felissa Rose was a friend. She was also one of the producers, and uh, they asked me to come in and, and do something. And then what I was supposed to come in and do didn't happen. And then so they talked to Harrison, and we just did like a little thing at the end, and it's sort of a post-credit scene, so I didn't really get a scene with anyone else. I, I think on, on the set that day was, I think Felicia was there and Barbara Crampton was there, which, you know, and, and um, uh, so they're always great, uh, you know, to be with them. And Kane was there. Uh, me and Kane have been uh, friends for a long time because of the convention. So, uh, uh, you know, but everyone, you know, it's like you can see the movie, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but it's like everyone's been there for like two minutes and then right. you're right. Uh, it wasn't a Everyone's there at the same time. Alyssa seems like she is a very fun to be around. She seems like just a very <laughs> high energy, fun person to be around. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, speaking of conventions, this year is actually the 40th anniversary. You're already pretty active on the convention scene anyway, but is there any possible plans for a reunion at a convention or anything like that? I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some reunion work. I'm, I'm 
talking to a bunch of uh, different conventions, and there should be announcements soon as to uh, where I'll be. But I, I, I definitely there will be some uh, conventions uh, that I that we will be doing some reunions uh, this year. Absolutely, that's incredible. And I'm sure if y'all do a panel, that'll be awesome to hear as well. Uh, one more quick question about conventions. Uh, it's a fun question. Uh, we actually started this, started asking this when we had Lisa Wilcox on the show, and the answers are always either extreme. They're on one end of the spectrum. They're really wild or they're very you know, heartfelt. Uh, what's the most bizarre or sincere moment you've ever had at a convention with a fan? Yeah, it's, it's just amazing that people have taken these movies – to heart and and when I go I like to geek out because I'm a fan and, and when I, I get to uh, I was you know and, and I get a little it's a little better for me because I'm you know quote unquote the last you know so like I, I so for me it's like I got to uh, I went to one convention and it was the Dawn of the Dead people and it's Ken Ferrelli and, and Scott Reitinger and uh, Gary I went to Germany with Tom Savini, and that was amazing. And, wow. Um, so that's where I have fun. It's more like me having fun with the, with the, uh, with the other uh, celebs who are there. I, I just love it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, all right, the big one. Uh, the lawsuit, the, uh, you know, we've had Adam Marcus as well as, you know, Vincent DeSani, both were very close and talked at extent about the lawsuit when we had them on. And you're of course an attorney and you're very active on Twitter. I actually follow you on there for, for your updates, uh, especially lately on, on this, uh, on this lawsuit. So, uh, but you know, for those in the audience who aren't on Twitter or just, you know, aren't really sure exactly what the latest update about, you know, Sean not filing a petition with the Supreme Court back in, uh, I think, late December, 28, 29, something like that. Uh, what that means for the franchise. I mean, do you know if they're finally working on a resolution between, you know, the parties or anything? Okay. So, you, you know, <laughs> this whole thing means this, the whole lawsuit was just a waste of time, right? They could have, like, we're exactly where we were five years ago when Victor sent the notice saying, I want my rights back, and he got his rights back. And, and and so, but they still have to make a deal because Victor's rights are only the rights to the first movie and only in the U.S. And Sean owns the rights to the first movie outside the U.S. and he owns the rights. To, so it's, it's kind of complicated in copyright law. Sean, because Big Jason is a derivative of Little Jason who was in the first movie, Sean can't really use, make a Big Jason movie without Victor's permission uh, but you know the sticking point is well how much money should victor get because Vic, you know, they're like I'm, I'm speculating a little bit but it's sort of like victor didn't even want that scene in the movie where Richard, where jason comes fucked out of the water and it's like oh. why aren't you getting any money you know uh but on the other hand victor's like i created this thing that you've made millions tens of millions of dollars on sean and i made nothing you know, I made nine thousand dollars. Um, you know, forty years ago. So I mind all my money. So the fact that they did not appeal the Supreme Court, I mean, probably they sort of knew it was a lost cause and I don't spend money. I, I you know, but either so either they're working on something or John's like, 
I'm never going to make another movie. I have enough money and I don't care. I don't know which one is happening. Hopefully, they're working on a new deal. Uh, and we'll hear that soon. Or they'll, or they'll sell the rights to someone else. Let someone else make it. Because they don't want to make it. Yeah, I think that's what we were kind of hoping and had mentioned a, a few times. We would just love for a, a Blumhouse or something to come in and, and just swoop up the rights from both of them and just, you know, end this whole whole pissing match. And you answer, you kind of answered my question there. I, I, my follow-up, I was going to ask about the uh, if it was possible for them to make two separate movies, but it doesn't sound like that that's, that's possible. You can't, you can't really do it. I mean, Victor could make a remake of the first movie, but only release it in the U.S. So that doesn't, oh, yeah. you can't really do that. That doesn't really work. And Sean really can't do, I mean, he can make a movie outside the U.S., but that doesn't really work either. So they really got to make a deal. Right. It sounds like uh, all this, all this right, time. Is, I will make a deal. So I don't know what's going on. Well, thank you for the update. I appreciate that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll move on. And, and uh, uh, the next question, kind of the last question I had movie wise for you was um, the uh, the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson that came out in 2019. Yeah. Uh, that that was a, a lot better movie than than uh, I guess not really say that I expected to see, but. It was very well done. I love Mina Savari in it, and uh, Taryn Manning. I thought did a fantastic job as well. Um, I love her on Orange Is New Black. But um, yeah. can you can you kind of speak to that movie uh, a little bit and, and and your role? Sure. So that's a movie that was written directed by Dan Farrens, yeah. uh, who wrote uh, Halloween Six, and uh, and Dan has been my client uh, as, a, as, I mean, as an attorney and friend for a, a long time, uh, and. So, um, you know, he's like, do you want to be in the movie? And I'm like, of course. So uh, I got to play the, I play the, the dog-walking neighbor who, who finds the body at the end. And uh, that's my dog in the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, that's Princess Diana, who unfortunately passed away. But she's beautiful, my beautiful dog. And she was great. And I got to come and be in the movie for a day. And uh, I love doing that. So, I, you know, it's like... Uh, I still have some of the screen actors skills, and once in a while, you know, I have clients who go come in and do a cameo or do a little part. I love doing that. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy being a lawyer, but it's, it's fun to be able to put the acting hat on once in a while. Yeah. That movie was one of the very few rare ones that you weren't playing a, a character named Shelley in it. I don't know if we gave them a name. Maybe Shelley the neighbor. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to your law firm. It's uh, Zerner Law. Uh, I'm gonna plug your website, ZernerLaw.com. Uh, do you have any convention appearances coming up, or anything else you'd like to talk about, or maybe go into more depth with your law firm? Uh, yeah, no. I, again, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll be announcing some convention stuff very soon. Uh, just, but yeah, follow me on Twitter. So Zerner Law for the uh, legal stuff. If there's any news on the Friday Jeans case or other interesting copyright cases, I tweet about that at Zerner Law. Or if you uh, if you want to see my tweets on acting stuff and Friday Jeans stuff, uh, it's LarryZerner.com. So pretty easy. Just go on Twitter and find that. And if you need a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer, I'm, I'm here, and you can find me at Zerner Law. And, uh, just Go there, and there's my email and my phone. Just give me a call. I'm, I'm happy to 
to talk to you. Thank you very much for for coming on. And before you get off here, I just wanted to uh, to share one personal thing from me. Just you're the first uh, first actor that we've had on from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, and so I really hadn't had a chance to say this to anybody. But my in my opinion, which doesn't mean anything, but you know, I just I think that the franchise as a whole, Friday the Thirteenth, owes the cast, director, writer, everything involved with Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, um, really everything, because you know, to me. Friday the 13th part three set the template, you know, for Friday the 13th kind of moving forward, you know, as we know it, obviously the hockey mask. I don't think that we have Jason and Friday the 13th as we have it now without what you guys did. And uh, I mean, I know as, as a, as a younger uh, kid, whenever I was watching the movies, I started it at part three and then moved on. I, I never really watched one and two hardly. It was, I wanted to see three because that was the Friday the 13th that I, had you know in my psyche and knew so just thank you thank you for for giving me that uh, well you're welcome i, I mean we had, it was great to be in it i it's it's the gift that keeps on giving I, I enjoyed being in it i'm glad that people still enjoyed it 40 years later i couldn't imagine that 40 right. years later we still be talking about it but um uh but it's all good that's so, incredible i I just wanted to comment on one other thing I heard on another podcast that you brought up. That was it was really funny to me. You mentioned where the the movie was taking a little longer to film than what was planned, and like some of the other actresses were complaining of how long it was taking. But you were like, "What are you complaining for? We're making money. We're having fun." Exactly. I was doing this forever. Yeah. What are we complaining about? Yeah. They were. They were like, "This is taking so long." Like. Every day was a gift. It was the best. It was so, it was so good. Even the, the food was great. I was just like, you know, and I, that was when I was, you know, like, I could eat whatever. And I'm like, I'm playing a match here. I'll eat whatever. <laughs> they, fed us, they fed us really well. Well, thank you again, Mr. Zer- or, I'm sorry, Larry. Thank you very, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't go out there.